When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord. And I'm Davo. And today we are going to talk about some new release films. We're gonna... Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to talk about uh, what we thought of Dunkirk, mm-hmm. The Big Sick, and we're also going to give our top five movies of the 90s. A great decade. Great decade in film, so sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. All right, Devo, I am excited for this show, and because you know we 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 you know we dig deep into movies a lot, but you know we also got to talk about the new releases. Yeah, we we're staying talk- topical here. You know, right. current events. <laughs> current events. We gotta gotta keep up with the times. Can't just talk about you know our seventies films. You know our raging bulls. Yeah, and well, our- this has been a great summer for movies. And we gotta, we're obviously watching him, so we need to talk about him. We gotta talk about him. <laughs> we really do. So, I mean, might as well just jump right into it. Yeah. I mean, let's. Dunkirk. Talk. Dunkirk, the latest Christopher Nolan film. His last film is, uh, I think, his first film since Interstellar, which right. came out in 2014. Which I really liked, and I will still say is underrated. And uh, it was on your overrated uh, list. <laughs> I very much it disagree was, with it. It was on my overrated list. Yeah. Um, Although uh, uh, Nolan has made both of our overrated lists. He made Interstellar for you and uh, A Dark Knight Rises for me. That's true. Yeah, this is so true. For both of us. But so, we both love Christopher Nolan. Well, I absolutely love Christopher Nolan. And again, I, di- I don't think Interstellar was a bad film. No. Uh, just uh, just d- didn't live up to the hype for Moi. But again, like you said last time, I do need to revisit it, which I will. We should, and, but this is a director that we we both love, even right. though we're willing to you know be a little bit critical of. But we we've, we've loved over the years, and as I said, you know, we talked about this before. This is not the movie I wanted. No, it is not. <laughs> I, I I did not. I said, God, don't give me another World War II movie. Don't do this whole war thing again. But you know, which what I didn't know. This movie was not at all all the things I didn't want. This movie avoided all of them. This was the movie I didn't even know I wanted. Right. You know, it it it, it, it I was so like um torn up on this whole like the morality thing, you know, cuz we get it, right? We've been told since we were 2 years old <laughs> about yeah. World War 2 and then even after that, you know, since Saving Private Ryan, we get it. Uh, and that was actually why I liked Hacksaw Ridge so much was because it it focused on the Pacific, which is sort of an undertold story. Um, right, it, it wasn't just the Germans. It right, was, yeah, yeah, more Japanese There's and all the men that we sent over just on the other side of the world to go fight in the Japanese, just crazy, and the the pure brutality of it. And I was done after that. And then I heard Christopher Nolan, who I love, is making another World War Two movie, World War Two movie, and I'm like, oh, I don't need to hear this again. But I saw this movie and I was absolutely blown yes. away by it. I cannot say enough about how blown away I was by this movie. I went in with very low expectations, even though, you know, there's a sort of, uh, there's a floor set with a Christopher Nolan movie. We're like, it's going to be good, of course, because 
He's got a he's such a good director. It's going to be good. But is this really what I want? You know, is this going to be a great movie? And my God, this was a great movie. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more because, yeah, I, I went into it with low expectations. Not that I thought it was going to be terrible. I just wasn't that excited for yeah, it. Yeah, right. I wasn't excited for it. I, I, the main reason I saw it is because it's a Christopher Nolan film. I'm, I'm going to see a Christopher Nolan yep. film whenever it comes out. Same with you know Tarantino, Spiel, Spielberg, Scorsese. I'm going to see those movies. Uh, so I wasn't in particular excited for this i mean i'm I'm not as you know strong opinion uh, as you are with the the whole (laughs) we don't need yeah we don't need any more world war ii (laughs) movies i mean i was excited for this just be for the fact that it was going to show the british side of it yeah Um, slightly different story Right, but uh, but yeah, I was blown away by this movie, just like you said. Uh, It it just, it totally took me by surprise, because I wasn't expecting much. I wasn't expecting anything, and I think that's, you know, a big thing with film, going into a film. If you're, you know, have high expectations for it, sometimes, you know, that that alters your actual view of the film. So I think it helps going into it with a lower expectation. But a good movie is a good movie. I mean, it shouldn't matter about expectations. So expectations or not, I think this is a phenomenal phenomenal film right it should stand on its own it, right it does yeah i mean it, and actually i read a, i read just to just to go back just a second you know, i read a i went after i saw it i read an, an interview by by christopher nolan where he said he wanted to avoid the politics uh which i didn't even know he that was his intent uh, and he does i mean you almost don't even know this is other without knowing that these are the british in this particular time in this particular place that you almost don't even know this is a world war ii movie Right. You don't see a German, I don't think. No. It's 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 barely even a war movie in that sense. You right. Know, it's more like it's a story of survival. It's a story of heroism. Yeah. You know, it's not your typical thing. You know, it's about there's these 400,000 men on a beach and they're trying to get off. Right. And it's that story, you know, you're telling that of, of a few different people in this, in an arc, of like three different arcs. And this is an actual historical event. I mean, this it's is really all based happened. on a true story. We're obviously going to try not to get into spoilers uh, right. in this. Uh, we're not going to give away, you know, major plot points. Nothing but, more uh, than a, rev- a typical yeah. review. Right. Review. Um, so, uh, and then just for those who don't know who might be interested in seeing it, uh, the IMDB synopsis uh, reads, Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. And right away, I mean, I think you you get the sense of this. I mean, you get the sense that you're surrounded. You yeah. get the sense of, of seclusion uh, because they're, you know, you, you start in a little town, you know, you, you start there in a, the, the little town there and then you hear this gunfire. Yeah, it's like five or six soldiers yeah. sort of walking through an abandoned town. Yeah. You get the feeling... There is no safety. No. No matter where you go, there is nothing. There is no refuge. And that's that's the main thing about this movie, I think, is just you don't... And some people have gripes about it, but you you don't see much of the Germans. Um, you hear the Germans. You, you, you sense that they're there. But the, what I love about this film is you're, you're one of the soldiers. Yeah. You're one of the soldiers in this movie, and it's just Christopher Nolan does such a phenomenal job of just putting you in the action. And one of one of the you know key uh, aspects of that is is the sound design. You know, again, yeah. like I said, with the gunfire, like right. you, you hear the gunfire and the the I don't know what it is, but the bullets were just so powerful. And I, like a- I I wasn't in an IMAX theater or anything; I was just in a normal regular theater, and I felt the power in each. You know, shot. It sounded like sort of a combination of a thud and a ping at the yeah. same time. Yeah, and it's almost like 
you sort of cringe when right. you hear it because you want to like because all the soldiers are sort of like crouching and you want to almost do it the same way. Mm-hmm. Well done, and the score because uh, I've been critical. Of, of course, I'm critical, right? But of, uh, <laughs> of Hans Zimmer because you don't have this blaring. It's not like that throughout the whole movie where you're right. like exhausted by the score and the action. You're like, oh my god, because I felt like that in a lot of other in the Batman movies and Inception too. I mean, you go back to Inception, which is and it's a great movie, but right. the score is almost like it just tires you out because it's so loud and blaring. This one doesn't do that. There's like a ticking, but then it slows, and then you know when it it rises when it needs to, but then it calms back down. And and I think. It, the the trailer of this movie almost does a disservice uh, because it yeah. makes it sound like it's two hours or whatever of nonstop frantic hell, and the movie isn't really like that. You know the stuff you see in the trailer that all happens, but there are these moments of calmness in between where you take a breath, just like a soldier would take a breath. You know you you go through this thing, but it only really lasts a few minutes, and then it stops, and then you're like. You're on a ship or you're on a beach right. or something happens. And then you have to like gather your thoughts and like deal with life in semi-quiet. And then a plane comes over, like a bomber or something like that. Then you have to deal with that next thing. And this movie shows that. It's not just an endless frantic mess where you come out of it feeling exhausted and tired. It's not like that at all. It, it, it really, it, the pacing of it is remarkable. Yeah, and then you know, like you said, it was, and you know, the the pacing was great, and that that speaks to what I said earlier about uh, the you know you being one of the soldiers. I mean, you felt the calmness that they felt at one point. You're like, okay, I can take a breath now. You know, I I'm I'm here on this ship or I'm here on this beach. I can I can you know relax with the other other soldiers, and and yeah, you, you just feel that. But it but it's just almost like. You know just how they feel. It's it's the calm before the storm. Right. You know, it's it's everybody you know. takes a breath at some right. point. Everybody has to go to sleep at some point. You yeah. wake up to some. And this happens a couple times in the movie where people are sleeping and they wake up to some crazy chaos. Yes. You know, but it's not endless. And no. this movie does a great job of showing that that there's there's lulls. Right. You know? And then craziness, and then back down to lulls. Even while, and I have to say to Christopher Nolan's credit. He does this entire movie in an hour and 45 minutes. Hour and 45 minutes. From which I will judge every other movie against this, even though I probably shouldn't. I mean, he tells a story of evacuating 300,000 men off the beaches yes. to England in, in this very well... It's, like, it's almost like uh, what they tell you in writing. You know, If you can't tell the story quickly, you, know, you don't have to write a long book. You, know, you should say it in the most concise way. Christopher Nolan wastes not a second no. in this movie. Yeah. Everything has a purpose. Nothing is indulged on. Every line, every moment is, is carefully chosen and edited. It's all done perfectly. It's this nice like package in a bow. One hour and forty five minutes telling this incredible story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 effective. I mean, you don't. Uh, this you, is a piece of art. Yeah, it this really is, is almost a perfect movie. And I mean, uh, I know I'm going crazy here. I, I I hear myself saying it, but this is almost a perfect movie. Yeah, I, I would have to say. Yeah, I mean, I even have in my notes here. It's a near flawless movie. I've got uh, nothing I mean, to critique on. Yeah, it. I mean, usually I like to say you know what I like about the movie, and then I'll get into you know the more negative things. I really have nothing negative to say. About this movie, you know, there's some criticisms um, floating around, which we'll get into, and they are some of the weakest. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. so I mean, what are, what are some of the criticisms? All right, well, so one, there's not enough character development. I mean, come <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's almost a thing that I don't like. Right, I don't need to know that this 
This, right. this young farm boy from England really needs to fight the Germans. Right. And that's why he needs to arrive there and do it. No, because that's not really what happens, yeah. right? Uh, you're drafted it, into the army and you're sent to this beach and you've got no, you don't care yeah. about the larger story that people are telling 40, 50, 60 years from now. You're just trying to live, man. Yeah, you're just trying to survive. And right. that's what they, I mean, the couple characters that they do follow, they're just trying to survive. Yeah, and that's what makes this a timeless movie yeah. by Nolan. He's not dealing with any of that, that stuff, you know, with that the stuff that you carry with you. You can watch this movie 100 years from now and it's not going to change because you're just watching people trying to survive and you're watching other characters doing the most they can do for their fellow uh, soldiers, their fellow countrymen, whatever. You know, this nonsense that we need to know, you know. I don't even, I couldn't tell you one guy's character's name. I really couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't either. And I don't care to. I don't need yeah. to know it. I don't need to know where he comes from, where his town was, whether he you know, had sheep or not, or a dog or a, yeah. you know, a mom. I don't care. It doesn't matter. All I know is that he was there in that moment. He did what he could. And you know, by luck or whatever, he, he lived or he died, and he tried to do the best he could. Yeah, he, he, you're, you're trying to survive that situation. And I think, again, Christopher Nolan does a great job of making the audience a character uh, almost, you know, you, I, I felt like I was a character. I felt like I was a soldier. I know I've said that a hundred times on this review, but, um, <laughs> but I think no, it, just, yeah, it says, you know, it, it says to what, you know, the character development, you don't need that. You're your own character in the story. You're just trying to survive just like these characters are You're trying to survive. You're experiencing a thing that right. happened, right? Yeah. You don't you need feel all this baggage. At, at, at moments they're, you know, they're in this, this really tight ship uh, at one point and you feel claustrophobic with yeah. them. It's just like, you know, and, and you know, they're, they're really hungry. Hungry, and you can kind of feel that hunger, hunger, just the way you know you see other actors behaving and and things like that. But uh, you completely put yourself in their yeah, shoes. Yeah, you put yourself in their shoes. So I mean, you know, character development is not a critique to have in this movie. Because no, it is not needed. The you character do not need development it. is as they're going through it. Right. That's the character that they're developing. They're right. Developing this isn't their the, courage the, and their heroism as they're experiencing this thing. Right. This isn't a movie that takes place. In, over the course of two weeks, two no. months, two years, this is a movie that takes place in two a, a two, two days. days. Yeah, yeah, two days. Uh, you know, so you don't need that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, people griping about that, and people griping about you know not showing you know the German side. Yeah, that like was that. the other thing. Well, we need to show the evil Nazis. No, no, well, no you don't you because don't. Uh, again. Did did any of those British soldiers or even American soldiers, the people who survived, how many encounters did they actually have with the Germans? How, how, did you actually see their inner workings? No, you didn't. You just you. They were firing at you. You were firing back. Right. That's that, that's you're sent to a place to right. go fight, and that's that's yep. all you know. Yep. You don't know that. You don't know the personality of any no, of the people of you're not. firing at or are firing at you. You don't know any of that. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you could have almost flipped sides, and this could have been a story of Germans making their way up the beach and you would have felt the exact same way right absolutely because yeah. it's not about whatever larger story that we you know that we have adopted or we tell ourselves down the road which can change right you know yeah this this is a story about survival and just you know just getting through this shit we're in you know the shit this you know so many other countries are in our countries in yeah that now, i'm in right now this is this isn't you know oh i gotta get back to my wife back home who's having a baby right you know and you don't need any of that yeah and that, that's the credit that's and i think the things that i did not want to see why I didn't want to see another World War II movie are the criticisms that I keep seeing. Well, you're not, you know, moralizing uh, the war enough in this movie. And Nolan didn't want to do that. He was very clear, which, thank you, please. This was great. You know, he's just telling a story about people. He's not saying, oh, these were 
extra special people because they happen to be on the winning side or because you know they were doing a, no they're just surviving they're just doing what they can do and they got those men off the beach you know it, they really you know in the moment if you're about to drown as a ship is collapsing on you do you care be, that they that the nazis are evil right you don't yeah. care you're just yeah. trying to live <laughs> yeah. i just want to live right. that's it yeah you're not thinking about hitler you're not thinking about you right know, you don't the, care the about main that nazi soldier no yeah, absolutely and the men that you know that they the civilian boats that go out to to get these men because we just there just aren't enough big ships to come in to, to rescue them um they're just trying to help out their fellow countrymen right you know they're trying to another you know they're just doing their duty and that's like almost the most simple heroic thing you can do you're just trying to help your fellow man you know your fellow englishman or your frenchman or whatever right and uh, just just great uh yeah so those are the big things and you know i don't all those the other thing about you know they didn't show winston churchill give a speech <laughs> my god yeah uh, no you don't need that like <laughs> because yeah so in the end i guess at this point i will say there's a Somewhat of a spoiler, but yeah. not really. It's the most, one of the most famous speeches, and we'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them right. on land and on sea. So in this in this movie, they choose to have this speech read by. This is the very end of the movie, uh, as they're rolling back to England on the train. One of the surviving, two of the surviving soldiers, they get a they get a newspaper, and they get the text of the speech, and they and he reads it out. Right. So instead of your traditional, I want to almost say Michael Bay, where you Armageddon style, where you have a president with right. flashing bulbs stand up and read a dramatic John Kennedy <laughs> cut type of speech. In this case, Winston Churchill. Right. You have a you have a soldier read it, and I noticed something. He reads it, and then he looks away, and then the movie ends. Because that speech is not for them. They already did it. Right. Because we'll fight him on the beaches and blah, blah, blah. They already did it. That right. speech is for the citizens, the non-combatants. They've already done that stuff. They don't need that inspiration. Right. You know, they, <laughs> that doesn't... Yeah, he's, Vincent Churchill's talking about what we, we just did. He's talking yeah, about... Yeah, he's like, we'll, we'll do X, Y, Z. Well, I just did X, Y, Z. Right. So when I read this, I'm this isn't moving me one bit because I actually did it. Right. So this might help your common folk, and that's good because we want to raise morale. You know, but it's not, you know, what they, they lionize that speech as something that inspires the troops or something like that, but it didn't, you know, because they were just, like we said, just trying to survive. There was their own, their own individual acts of heroism moving on doing what they could be. That speech didn't change anything that happened. No. Right? This was already after the fact. Yep. And yeah, and I like how we experienced it just like soldiers would have. They didn't hear that speech. They didn't listen to it on the radio. Uh, yeah, they're not like, well, I heard Winston Churchill, so now I'm going to go fight extra extra hard. Right, yeah. It's just like, like this is after the, after the speech, and they're going to read it in the newspaper just like we would because the audience was a soldier the whole time. Remember, remember when I said that earlier in the review? I said you feel like a soldier. Um, another thing it's I just so wanted true, to mention: though, yeah. it's worth repeating because you are going. That's what you know. There's no extra baggage on this, which right. is brilliant. You're going. You're, you're experiencing their perspective. You don't have all this extra stuff. Oh, but I really know that they're doing a just cause, so I feel so much better for them. No, because it, it it's not on you. You're just experiencing their story and what they're going through. Right. And and I just love the fact, uh, or it's just a remarkable that this movie's PG-13. Yeah. It's a World War II movie, PG-13, and yet I still felt just as disturbed and uncomfortable as I would have felt with, you know, uh, just them showing bloody yeah. you know, gore and stuff. You don't this, get any of that stuff. Yeah. It reminds me in a way, 
uh, not that I love Titanic, but it reminded me in a way of that sort of disaster yeah. sort of thing going on where people are dying and it's horrible and it makes you think about, God, if that was me, that would be really awful. Uh, but you don't need to see the blood. You know they're dead. Or right. there's, they show shelling on the beaches and people die and they just lay there. Right. You know, do you need all this blood? You know, and to make a really good PG-13 movie that's high quality, you don't see that a lot. No. You need you almost get this like really rough, you know, it's either sex or violence or right. blood and gore. So any director that can pull off a great PG thirteen movie that's really good, I love it. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, so let's get to our rating. Uh how would how would you rate this film? Yeah, I'm gonna say um <laughs> maybe I'm you know, off my rocker on this and maybe I love this movie a little bit too much. I have I've only seen it once. So I, I do plan on seeing it again. Maybe we should see the second one uh, together. I don't yes. know. Yes. Um, but I'm going to give this thing uh, three and a half buckets of popcorn. Uh, and I'm going to give it five stars. Wow. So five out of five stars. The Look maximum rating. I, I, I cannot say enough about this movie. This I think this movie is an all-time great. I really do. I can only go lower to four and a half. I, I think that's the floor. I mean, this puts it like I said earlier, you know, off air before we before we started. This is going to put it in the category of your Godfathers, your Taxi Drivers, your Raging Bulls. Yeah, this is up there with it. I think this movie is gonna is timeless. I think it's nearly perfect. I think it's a, a work of art. I don't think there's anything wrong <laughs> with this movie. Yeah, I mean, it is so stinking good. And the end, which we don't even need to talk about the end. The end is brilliant. All of the ending. Yeah. It's Christopher Nolan at his absolute best. Now, I like Interstellar. I like the ideas of Interstellar. Maybe maybe a little bit better, but it was not as well executed. This is a near flawless picture. I I'm going to just leave it there. 5 stars. Okay. I love 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 this movie. I mean, I I totally agree with you. I mean, I love this movie as well. It's near flawless. I'm going to give it a four and a half star just because I do want to watch it again before I um before I get to that 5 star. Just to make sure I'm not, you know. That's fair. You That's know, fair. I, I want, want to make sure before I before I jump to that five star. But yeah, uh, give it a maybe even a four point seven five star. <laughs> I know you, <laughs> you're five. wanting to give. I that do. Star. I do. I do. Um, I think it's just I think just because I wasn't expecting to like it so much. Yeah, so neither I'm was like, I. I. It can't be a five star, right? Because I wasn't expecting to like it that much. But yeah, I um, was expecting like constant action, a blaring, uh, a blaring soundtrack. And just, yeah. you know, like two hours of chaos. And instead, I got this really beautiful movie. It, yeah, it really was. <laughs> it was uh, put together so well. And you had, we didn't even talk about the, the, the aerial stuff. Oh, yeah. The Tom Hardy. Fighting. Yeah, Tom Hardy is one of the pilots. My God. One of more a humble role for him, really. I mean, he's yeah. covered. His face is covered the whole time. Well, I said um, on Twitter, they must have made a deal where... Uh, where Nolan's like, you can be in all my movies, but you have to wear a mask. Yeah, you got to wear a mask, man. <laughs> I was like, no problem. It's true. It's true. Yeah, this is like, yeah, he was Bane, and now he's now he's a pilot. Honestly, yeah. just to see. And, uh, by the way, I give it three buckets of popcorn. Sorry, go ahead. So I'm three and a half. Well, I I, I give my extra. Ha- I'd, I'd say three, but the fact that again, the fact that this thing was done in under two hours, I got to yeah. give it another half bucket. Definitely. I mean, there's no lost time in this movie. Right. So uh, yeah, so but 
No, but just the end, the end sequence with the Tom Hardy character is almost worth the price mm-hmm. of admission. Absolutely, I don't want to actually that I want to leave. Yeah, alone. yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen that, alone, that, but yeah, it's beautiful. Stick around. Yep. It, it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So totally I, agree. I cannot say I cannot possibly say I, I love this movie. It's, you know, I think back where I was two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't like want to see this movie. I don't care. I hate World War Two. <laughs> you know, that's where I was. I know, man. Yeah, you were you were all about you yeah. know, just like no I think even in your Twitter profile you say something about a well, World I, War II movie. I amended it just before the release to say I propose a post Dunkirk moratorium. <laughs> post Dunkirk. <laughs> For ten that's years. True. Okay. And I'm gonna stick to that. So okay. I, I wisened up before this one came out. Makes sense. Just just, just to hedge my What bets. have you seen the previews for this uh uh, uh Gary Oldman uh Winston Churchill. Stuff. I have not. Please okay. just don't even bother okay, me sorry. With this right now. <laughs> um, yeah, D- Dunkirk. If you have not seen it, do yourself a favor and see it because it, 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 it like you said, we both said it's a near flawless movie. If you see one um, movie this year, see this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's at my. I mean, yeah. I give it four and a half stars. It's at my number one so far this year. I'm gonna say this is the best picture, and I said this to you earlier. I don't care what comes out after this. I do not think a movie can possibly be better than this yeah. this year. The award, tough. the award may go to someone else, and I will call BS on it. It'll be political BS. This is the best movie of the year. This might be the best movie of the next next five or ten years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it, it really is that good. I mean, if it does, I mean, it's obviously going to get. It has to get a nomination for best picture. But if it doesn't, I may just uh, may just cry. Yeah, the Academy uh, is is not worth a damn if this thing does not uh, get nominated. I don't give but, a damn what you think. I don't give a damn. Dunkirk is the best picture of the year. All right, so that was our uh, that's our thoughts on Dunkirk. So great film. Yeah, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So the next film we wanted to talk about was uh, the Big Sick, which we're a little late on. You know, we will we will admit that. But we this still... one's worth talking about. Yeah, abs- it's a good movie. Absolutely. Yeah, we were a little late to the party on it, but yeah, I'm glad we we did see it. So, this yeah, one's we... got a lot of love. A lot of love. Stars uh, who does it star? <laughs> Kumail Kumail Nanjani. Kumail Nanjani, Zoe Kazan, Holly Hunter, Ray Romano. Ray Romano, who I am reminded of by many people. Yep, <laughs> many people. He's are the reminded. older version. Well, I am a younger version of him, but unfortunately, I am a much less famous, much uh, yes. <laughs> less wealthy. In, in this movie, I'd say <laughs> I, I, he doesn't remind me of you in in like everybody. Everybody loves Raymond and stuff, but right. uh, but yeah, in this movie, yeah. He, he kind of reminds me of you. I appreciate that. The, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the IMDb synopsis for The Big Sick reads, a couple deals with their cultural differences as their re- relationship grows. <laughs> that's that's, that's the IMDb yeah. synopsis. Well, but we yeah. were both looking forward to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because Kamal, uh, what do we know him from? We know him from Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's in uh, Portlandia. Portlandia, yeah. uh, Franklin and Bash. Frank, <laughs> Frank, good old Franklin and Bash. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's been in, I've, 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 I've been following him on Twitter for Funny years. Funny guy. Hilarious guy. Um, and this is a, a, a true story. Yeah, true story about how him and his wife got together. His wife actually wrote the movie. Actually, I think him him and his wife both wrote the movie, Emily Gordon. Um, and uh, Zoe Kazan plays Emily in the film. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what are your initial, sh- initial thoughts on this movie? Well, I think this is a, a good movie, a very good movie. I d- definitely recommend anyone seeing this. Uh, it's billed as a, a rom-com. And I'm not sure it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's almost. Uh, it's it's almost in two parts. Yeah, it, it's a comedy for the first say 30 minutes, 
Um, I don't want to give too much away here, but then it stops being a comedy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's called the big sick. Right. I mean, it's even in in the in the trailers. I mean, she gets sick. She's in the hospital. Um, you know, they they start dating. You know, we get to know their relationship, uh, and then it's, it's more know, of a drama, hospital yeah, drama. Yeah, more of a hospital drama. Um, but yeah, she gets sick, and then a lot of the movie is him and him and her parents. You know, while she's in this coma, while she's sick. Yeah, and then him in his he's he also plays a stand up comedian. Um, and then there's a lot going on there with his fellow stand-up comedian yes. friends, which is a bit of fluff that doesn't need to be in the movie. Yeah, okay, so that's one of your Probably your negative yeah. areas. Yeah, I mean, it actually... Didn't, the... It didn't go any... I mean, it was initially funny, but then he keeps interacting with them, and I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. You know? Well, I really feel like... Um, I'll just say, the beginning... The first 30 minutes are hilarious and funny and charming, uh, and then a lot of that I, I owe to uh, Zoe Kazan, um, and then she gets sick, and then the movie hits the brakes. Yeah. And she is the energy of the film. And then once she gets sick, I feel like this thing just has like almost nowhere to go after that for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay. So... So the first, okay, so yeah, let, let's talk about. So what, I mean, what did you like about it then? I mean, so it's obviously her. I mean, that's that's one of the main things I had was uh, Zoe Kazan as Emily. Yeah, she's like she's a breath of fresh air, man. She like, really she, is. She brings so much energy. She's through funny. This movie. She's charming. She's got energy. Yeah, you're learning about these two people and and Camille. You know, uh, to his credit. But once she <laughs> goes dark, yeah, it's like what's going on but, with but that, this movie? That here? that is when we're introduced to Ray Romano, which I've always been a huge fan yeah, me of too. Ray Romano. I, well, I like him. him. You know, if yeah, anyone's going to compare me to you know <laughs> to a famous person, then I really appreciate that. Yes. Uh, so we... I like seeing a doppel- an older, much more famous, again, much more wealthy version of myself <laughs> yeah. appearing on screen. <laughs> yes. I mean, I take it as a compliment that people might compare him, compare you to him. I appreciate that. You're you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I, so I liked when he showed up. You know, after she was in the coma but yeah she, she's he's good uh, one of the one of the main highlights for me yeah is definitely emily uh zoe kazan is emily because yeah she's just something about something about her yeah she just she should have brought this uh this this atmosphere to the film you know this uh yeah. this way about it's her presence um because uh, i mean the main draw to this movie for me it was kamal uh because i've you know been a, a fan of him following him on twitter for a while but uh uh you know he, you said the first thirty minutes. I'd say the first like five ten minutes. I was kind of I wasn't drawn into the movie yet. I, I think that stand up comedian stuff uh, kind of threw liked me it off. Myself, yeah. Okay, it almost yeah. reminded me of um, of uh, Funny People. Yes, that's that's this how I. This movie which... actually draws a little bit to that. I don't know. If yeah, intentional yeah. Or Funny not. People. I mean, it's a Judd Apatow uh, production. Production. Yeah. Um, uh, funny people, I actually like a lot more than other people like. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I think That's, it deserved I, a lot more credit. And yeah, I, this definitely reminded me of that. Adam Sandler as uh, he's ridiculous, but Adam Sandler in, in a serious role is actually pretty good. Yeah, have you ever seen uh, Punch Drunk Love? Yeah, great yeah. movie. Great movie. And like, even even Spanglish, he's not terrible. Enough, right. He yeah. has this sort of like serious like anger, this like rage inside yeah. him when it's not completely cartoonish. It's right. actually pretty compelling. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Now he's doing all these like Netflix films oh, and stuff. It's like, all come terrible. on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mr. Sandler. Well, but, but, I mean, uh, when you get to that point, you're just going to cash in yeah. and do whatever. But. but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, this is a very charming film. That's a, that's one word I thought. Yeah, <laughs> and you get a sense of um, the, the real life stuff. Between Kamel, who is Pakistani, who we hear many times, that yeah. he is Pakistani. If, in case you were confused that he might be Indian or from somewhere else, he is from Pakistan. Uh, and if you've 
If you've seen him in Silicon Valley or anywhere else, it, the character always reminds the other characters that he is from Pakistan. He has Kumail, the person, and Kumail <laughs> characters have a very strong Pakistani yes. identity. And in this movie, you hear all about his Pakistani <laughs> identity. <laughs> where, where is he from? Pakistan. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank He's you. He's got a, like a one-man show in this movie where he's showing i don't know his life in yeah. pakistan where we play cricket that's like where he's trying to get people to go see it's just absurd and ridiculous. right yeah but anyways he's got this yeah thing. one man show is definitely interesting um <laughs> they go back to that though like two or yeah three times. like i only need to see this crazy yeah once. all right so you see i mean that that, that kind of brings us to i mean overall i i really enjoyed this oh, one. it's, it's, a good it's an enjoy i like the, the the fact that again you bring it up the pakistan stuff it brings up the the cultural differences um you mm-hmm. know you got uh kumail who's you know pakistani who right. you know Very they traditional believe in muslim family believe in arranged marriages so he's right. meeting all these muslim girls his mom just happens <laughs> to oh they're just you know they're popping by who look who happened to pop by right and, it's another girl who, yeah you know, it's another the girl so they're gonna get married to right he wants you know this emily character right and but not just because you know he doesn't you know even before he meets her you know he just he wants to do his own thing right that's why they moved to america so he he says yeah you moved me for what just to be we're gonna pretend we're in pakistan why did you move me here so yeah it plays the cultural stuff which i think they do that very well her yeah exactly they do it very fairly on both sides Mm -hmm. it's difficult for both there's an awkward (laughs) for his parents they're very traditional and they want him only to marry a pakistani woman her parents you know right Ray Romano's got this, these weird comments about 9-11. Yes. And we got to talk about it. It's like, so what did you think about 9-11? <laughs> what's, your, what's your stance on 9-11? <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it just deals with these prejudices and these, you know, because they're, they're real. We can't pretend they don't exist. This right. one do, deals with it honestly and fairly. And I think that's the best thing I can say about this movie is it's a very honest movie. Yes. And if you go back to, if you've heard our Midnight in Paris episode, Please go listen to it because we deal in depth with this idea of doing things honestly right. and putting out uh, your art or whatever it is you do, doing it in honest, in, in earnest and honestly because that is really one of the secrets to life. This is how you live. At least if you can be satisfied with doing anything, you can be honest and putting yourself out there. And this movie does it. This is a true story. It's almost like... If this wasn't a true story, I'd say it's a bit manipulative to have your girlfriend go into the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Saying? But it's Definitely. real. It really happened. So right. this is a story that needs to be told. No, I, I totally agree. And like you said, with the uh, the comedy, you know, it starts out with the comedy and then it turns into a drama. That 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 is the case. And I think they, you know, I'm I'm I have no problem with that. You know, that they they went into more of a drama at some point. At some points, you know, it's definitely a dramedy. I'd say it's uh, hilarious in the beginning. Yeah, hilarious. The only problem I'd say with that aspect of it is that. Um, I didn't know some at some points. I didn't know if they were trying to be funny or if I was supposed to take it serious. Um, I, I think you know it doesn't mean like if she was like gonna die. Or... No, no, no. Just like certain scenes, like the you know it would be like a, a serious scene. It's, it's pretty know, dry. For, for instance, when uh you know Ray Romano uh, has his little outburst at that comedy club uh, after his wife has the outburst. At first, I was kind of chuckling, but it's like, oh wait, okay, he's serious. But like, the guy that was heckling, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that was so a bit just stuff awkward. like that. Yeah. Like it was, it, it didn't need that. Yeah, like I, I didn't. I, I wish they would have different. You know, made it more. You know, made it easier to differentiate. You know, okay, this part I'm supposed to take serious. This part I'm supposed to be laughing at. Yeah, it's almost I, just like I, at some points I felt like I was the only one laughing in the theater, and I was like, oh, oh, wait, oh, okay, this is supposed to be serious. Here. Yeah, I had some of those, but yeah, yeah I tend to just laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. I, but yeah. it's like you know, love is complicated. Uh, I think that's one of the one of the things, right? No matter you go through weird stuff, and yeah. you just kind of you know you muddle through it, even though it's it may be awkward for you or whatever. But you care about this girl, so you deal with really weird situations. Yeah, and, and, I, I think it was really really well well written. Um, but I would say, uh, given the amount of love this movie has gotten, I'd say it's just a bit overrated. Yeah, I mean, because we 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 did you know we came into it late, so we were you know all about the hype around yeah. it. We, you know, we yeah, heard yeah, yeah. all these great reviews, and some people saying it's their favorite movie of the year so far. So yeah, I mean, we did have that to alter us. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's I guess yeah, like you said, a little overrated. But um, and I have to say, since you you know we just did Dunkirk, yeah, uh, <laughs> and even though this you know <clears throat> seeing that movie shouldn't sort of poison the well or you know make me compare it to it but as i said to you off air uh christopher nolan moved three hundred thousand men off the beaches in an hour and 45 minutes and this movie took over two hours to get two people together yeah so you know there's a, yeah, <laughs> there's a bit here there was a bit in the middle that didn't that was a bit indulgent that didn't need to be there yeah uh, yeah i mean it was definitely uh that was another low point to have yeah it dragged and yeah it just it needed to get to the point eventually but overall, this could have been a 90 minute movie yeah absolutely overall but, but i liked it yeah i did too yeah i mean i feel like i'm being a little too critical about it but yeah i mean it was it was overall very enjoyable very uh you know i think it would be easy to rewatch. you know so what do you I, get for I, a rating I, I, okay so rating i'd say uh man i mean since it was dry i'd give it uh th- three stars and uh th- mm, two and a half buckets of popcorn All right, well, i'm almost right with you i'm three and three three buckets of popcorn and three yeah, stars i mean it's yeah. it's it's nothing it's not a masterpiece but no, it's, it's not, a good movie it's i enjoyable. would watch it again i'd watch it again too yeah. especially if this i could see this thing on hbo or I'd throw it on again yeah and sure. like like you said like you said it you know living honestly and and, and do things whatever you do do it you know true this is an honest and story it, yeah absolutely it's embarrassing. You know, yeah and you know uh, and you know the risk of losing your family or you know doing whatever you do you gotta you gotta still you gotta be honest you know you gotta be you it. you know I mean, yeah. this is real this is as real as it gets yeah and any stand-up performances for you because that was one other thing i would say uh kumail nanjani is not a leading man yeah and i think that's actually what hurt this movie He's more of a side guy. Yeah, especially or, I think a lot of his scenes. When I was saying about the, I didn't know what to take serious. Like some of his scenes when he was supposed to be serious. To him, like right? I was like, oh, haha. Oh wait, no, you're you're trying to be serious. <laughs> you're <laughs> sad here. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm laughing at, but you're you're actually sad. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's his accent. I don't know. What about you? Uh, I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he's the leading guy. Yeah, he's. It's a great story. He's a funny guy. He's more of a sidekick. Yeah, and I, I don't know what more. It, it doesn't. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that was a problem with, like I said, when when uh, the Zoe, Zoe Kazan goes yeah. off, she they had a good chemistry actually. Yeah, you know, on yeah. screen, 
and then she's away, and then it's just him, and he can't carry it on his own. Um, I'm looking at her IMDb just to see if I've seen anything. Or I guess I've seen It's Complicated with uh, Meryl Streep. I didn't, don't That's recognize a long her time ago. That. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I mean, she's she's the standout for me. I mean, yeah. she was the breath She's of the energy here. of the film. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but, yeah, overall, great film to but watch. still good, I mean, yeah. It's a good film. So, I feel yeah, like definitely. we're being a little bit too critical. <laughs> I know, yeah. But, uh, you know. But it's, you know, it's over, like, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So I feel like I need to give that a little bit extra screen yeah I think, we need right? to be yeah we need to be true we need to be honest <laughs> we need you to know? be honest here just too, like yeah. them we can't just be you know suck-ups absolutely <laughs> so yeah there you have it there's, there's a couple new movies for you folks of our thoughts on that got dunkirk got uh, the big sick <laughs> all right folks well that is it for this week uh next week we will talk uh we'll, we'll dive deep into the tarantino flick django but for Davo on Ben Secord, we'll catch you guys at the movies.